everyone. Welcome and thanks for tuning into our podcast. Woo! Hey, Oshua, how you doing today? Are you doing great? It is Palm Sunday, and I'm excited to worship with you right in your living room. Well, this is going to be an amazing day in God's Word. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your phone right now and, and text somebody that you know that needs to hear this message or, or post a picture. Wherever you're worshiping from, if it's your living room, if it's your workplace, wherever you are, I want to encourage you, would you post a picture, drop a comment down there, let us know that you are with us today. That is our way to connect with you. This is just going to be an amazing day in God's Word. We're starting a brand new series right now. We're calling it The Love Story. You know something? We are one week from Easter. One week from now, we're going to celebrate Easter. It's going to be like this. It's going to be a little bit different. But, but you know something? We are going to gather online. We are going to celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to see God do greater. Why? Because we believe that, that Easter is, is the greatest time for the church to be alive. The church is moving forward. We are moving forward together. And we just are honored that we can worship together in a setting like this and connect together. Man, you're, as your pastor... Let me just say something to you. I miss you. I miss you terribly. I miss you in a huge way. I can't wait till we get back together. I just can't wait. I just know that when there's going to be the grand reopening, that God is going to show up, and God is going to do greater, and God is going to be greater, and we're just going to have a time together. So get ready. Look at three people say, get ready. Come on, look at somebody that's sitting next to you, whoever it is, if they're just sitting in the room, tell them, get ready, because in about a month, we're going to get together. Think about that. Right now, our, govern our governor and our state is saying, hey, stay safe, stay indoors, socially distance yourself. We believe that it's, 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 it's socially appropriate to socially distance yourself, but it's not appropriate to spiritually distance yourself. We're going to grow together. This is the greatest season to grow, and we're going to jump into God's Word today. I just believe that, that the gospel message is simply a love story, that Jesus came because God loved us. Remember the, the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. The gospel message is a love story. That means that the gospel message is, is the love story, that we can live a full life. Jesus said this in John chapter 10. He said, I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. He came so that we could have a, a full life. He came so that we could experience life. But in coming and stepping out of heaven and walking on earth, he had to go through, through, through Golgotha. He had to go through the crucifixion. He had to go through a sacrifice and become that sacrifice so that we could live. Today we're going to look at what Palm Sunday is. We're going to look in Scripture in, in John chapter 12. And if you have your Bible, look in there. John chapter 12, it says this in verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So Jesus goes back to Bethany. And when he goes back to Bethany, he runs into a home there. And Lazarus, who was dead, is now alive. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and they're getting together and they're eating it says here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor Martha served 
while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary. Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet. And then in the Gospel of Mark, it says that she broke it over his head and she took her hair and she wipes his feet with her, with her hair and she, she anoints his, his life. It says this, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. The house was what? The house was filled. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume because Mary took this, what she had, she took this pint of pure nard and she pours it upon Jesus. One of the disciples, Judas, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. He didn't say it because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to, to what was put in it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she would save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you'll not always have me. If you jump down to verse 12, it says the next day. So we're five days before Easter. The next day, a great crowd had come together in a festival, and they heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches, and they went out, and they met him, and they shouted, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus finds a young donkey, and he, and he rides in on it as it is written. Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. Before Palm Sunday takes, the day before Palm Sunday, the day before he rides into Jerusalem, Mary does this extravagant thing and she pours perfume and she anoints Jesus when she pours it over him it's an, a, it's an expression of love this is a, a love story where she pours this on his life and what's on Jesus' life is now permeating into the entire house what I want to talk to you today simply is this is that true love is real when true love is simply expressed if you've ever been in love before, it's something that you express. It's, a, it's an expression of who we are. And love demands a response. And, and if we say we love Jesus, do you love Jesus? Come on, I love Jesus. Come on, there's people that are online. Look at that person sitting in the living room. Text this to somebody or drop this in the chat. Say, I love Jesus. And when we love Jesus, what we're doing is we're saying, I'm going to express my love. My love is something that, that is expressed. So when Mary takes this, this oil, takes this, this pint, now, now this is a 16-ounce bottle of Zephyr Hills water. Now this is going to represent the size of what, what Mary did. And what she did is she took that and she broke it in Mark, but she took it and she pours this water. She doesn't just pour a little bit of it. She pours all of it. She pours it right on Jesus's head she pours it right over his feet and then she takes her she takes her hair and she wipes his feet as a as a symbol of honor and she wipes it and here's what you need to see this is a bottle of pure nard this is a bottle that's so pure that that when it was poured it was so strong and so extravagant that it got not just on Jesus it got on the people next to Jesus and the smell got on everybody that was in the room 
See, I believe this, that, that, that Jesus was anointed, as he said, he said, this was intended for my burial. You see, culturally, when a person came into a house, they would take a little bit of, of, of anointing oil and they would put it on their, on their forehead. They'd dab just a little bit on them. And Mary didn't just dab a little bit. She took the whole thing. She took what she had. She took what she had. And what we notice is, you know, what she had is what she expressed. And not everybody is going to appreciate what you express. Not everybody is going to appreciate your love for Jesus Christ. But in this moment, the love was not about, about the perfume. It was about what he had done for her. And what he had done for her was great. What he had done for her was, was powerful. She's looking at, at, at Lazarus that was dead and now is alive. And Jesus is there. And her life is radically changed in these moments. And, and Mary's gift was simply an expression of her love. See, I believe this, that this narrative just needs to remind us. Palm Sunday needs to remind us that true love is an expression. We say we love Jesus. Then we need to express it. Then it needs to flow out of our heart and out of our lives. It doesn't mean we need to pick up a, a bottle of perfume and pour it on somebody. It needs, it needs to pour out of our life that what was on Jesus, the love that was expressed on Jesus, is what is expressed. It's what's on our lives. See, Mary's gift was great, but Mary's gift was a simple expression. See, a few days later, as he's prepared for, for his burial, you got to understand that a few days later, Jesus would, ex would make the greatest expression of love, and he would give his very life. Jesus himself says in John chapter 15, he says, no greater love has anyone than he laid down his life for his friends. And in this moment, Mary comes in and she, she pours this, this anointing perfume. She pours it on his life and she covers his life. I think what we've got to understand when we look at it, that Mary's expression of true love, Mary's expression of love was not contained. It was contagious. It wasn't contained. It wasn't something that you looked and said like, like this, this jar, if it's, if it's sealed, this jar has water in it and it is contained. See, something that's contained, you can control it. You can drop it on the ground, it's not going to spill. You can turn it upside down, and it's not going to come out. And you can do all these things, and it's, it's what? It is contained. But the moment that you take the lid off. You know, sometimes when it comes to our love, sometimes we put a lid on it. And God wants you to take the lid off. This, this thing's got to remind us that, that he wants us to take the lid off so that, so that when our love is expressed, when our love is expressed, that it just kind of spills out around us. See, see, when we express our love, it's not something that you control. It's not something that you constrain. It's not something like that. It's something that is contagious. It pours out of you. It doesn't just come out of you. It gets on the people around you. What we need to understand is the love that Jesus puts inside of us, that himself needs to be what comes out of our lives and gets on other people. People are so worried right now and so fearful about the coronavirus. They're like, is it going to get on me? Is it going to get, if, am I going to run into somebody that what gets on me? And I don't know about you, but, but what's on me, what's on my life, the love that Jesus puts on my life, man, I want that love to get on somebody. Man, I want that love. You can't wash it off. You can't, can't, can't guard it off. It's a love that is expressed in a way that it pours out and it makes a difference in people's lives around them. And Mary pours this on his life knowing that, that she was, this was her expression. And in expressing it, it ex the people around her experience. Have you ever been around somebody that, 
that's just a little extravagant at times? You ever been around somebody that they just put on a little bit too much cologne or put on a little bit too much perfume and, and you can smell them before they even walk in the room? You're like, whoa, what is that? You know what I'm saying? You could be in a movie theater and some teenage girl puts on perfume somewhere and it just kind of floats. You're like, where is that? And it just kind of permeates everything. And if you're eating popcorn, it kind of gets on the popcorn. You start... Like, man, I didn't want to taste that. I didn't want anything of that. But what she had and what she expressed got on me and in me. And when Jesus, you got to understand this, that when we experience his love, when we experience his grace, when we experience his power in our lives, guess what? It's his love that's on us and in us, and it's his love that flows through us because his love is not meant to be contained. His love is meant, man, you got to take the lid off sometimes. You got to look at your neighbor and say, take the lid off. Look at somebody, maybe drop that in the comment chat. I'm taking the lid off of my love. I'm going to let somebody know that Jesus is alive. I'm going to let them run into, I'm going to let his love be contagious. I'm going to let his love flow out of my heart and flow out of my life. See, his love is what changes everything. That smell, that smell filled the entire house. That smell didn't just fill the entire house. It got on everybody in the house. That smell was something that got on John. And John John vividly describes this smell when he says, it filled the entire room. Like everybody, there were people that, that were talking. There were people that didn't like it. They tried to, to scold this lady for doing something great for Jesus. Like, why would you do this? John wanted us to know it was an expression of her love. See, we've got, an, we've got a reason to express our love. You know why? Because on Easter, Jesus got out of the tomb. On Good Friday, he hung on a cross. But on Easter Sunday, he walked out. He is alive. That's a great place to be excited. That's a great place to understand that, that he's got more. It's his love that flows out of us that makes a difference in the world around us. So that smell, Mary's, Mary's, Mary's expression, it wasn't just something that you can contain. It wasn't something that you could restrain. See, love is not something you restrain. Love is something that you release. See, the next day, Jesus was going to get on a donkey and ride into town. On Palm Sunday, the next day, that very next day, what was on Jesus was still on Jesus. And what was on Jesus, when he came and he walked through and he rode into town, guess what? That smell was on him. It wasn't restrained. It was released. And everyone he walked by, they could smell Jesus. They could smell the aroma. But you know what they smelled? They smelled what Mary did. They smelled the love that she lavished on Jesus. See, if love is restrained, then love is like a leash. I don't know if you, if you, you have pets in your house. I've got two dogs. And my two dogs have a leash. The reason why they have a leash is because they love to love on everybody. When I take them outside, they want to love on the neighbor's cat. They want to love on the lady that's running down the street. They want to love on the lady that's riding the trike thing down the street. They see anything when the garbage man comes by. Man, they want at it. They want to love on that person. It's not like they want to bite them. It's like they want to lick them. They want to get close to them. They think everybody's for them. So I have a leash and I hold on to it. And sometimes you got, they're like tugging with everything that they have, trying their very best to get released. I wonder if he just dropped the leash and let go. Whew. 
they take off. See, sometimes we put a leash on our love. We put a leash. We restrain the, the love that, that, that we've experienced, and we hold back. See, to restrain is to hold back. Jesus didn't hold back anything. You know what he did? He hung on a cross, and he died so that you and me and every person in this world could experience life. He stepped out of heaven. He came into this world, and he was beaten, and he was whipped, and he was hung on a tree. But you know something? Jesus knew what was next. Jesus knew. He said this. He said, this is, was intended for my burial. See, Jesus understood that, that the love that was expressed wasn't the destination. The destination was going to the tomb. The destination was coming out of the tomb. I don't know about you. Think of it this way. I like good barbecue. I like really good barbecue. I have a smoker at my house. I have a grill at my house. I like to grill. I like to, to smoke, you know, different meats and, and ribs and different things like that. But when, when you start smoking something, it starts to smell. You can smell it just all through the neighborhood. And, and the smell is not the destination. The smell points to what's next. The smell points at, man, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy a brisket or I'm going to enjoy some ribs. I'm going to enjoy something. The reason why you go by a, a barbecue place and they got that thing pumping and smoke going everywhere because your senses are just heightened. You're like, who, who, where is it? I want some of that. See, the smell points to the destination. The smell is not the destination. When Mary poured that perfume on Jesus, when she covered his body with this, just poured it on him, guess what? That smell led down the road. The destination was the tomb. The destination was eternal life. The destination was what Jesus had intended. His purpose, you know what his purpose was? His hour was to die so that we could be forgiven. His hour was to die so that our lives could be forgiven. That's what love does. That's what we've got to realize that it was intended just a little detail. Jesus knew where he was going. He knew where he was going to go through. He knew that the grave was at the end of the road. But you know this? He also knew that the grave couldn't hold his body. So the smell, that smell that Mary poured out, guess what? It just pointed to eternity. It pointed to the purpose that Jesus had. Because everywhere Jesus went, that smell that Mary poured out, it went with him. And it didn't just go with him. Think of this. John is writing this gospel. And John is writing hit from his perspective and his point of view. And he vividly writes out that they're in this house in Bethany. And it's the day before the Passover. It's, it's six days before the Passover. On the fifth day, Jesus rides in. And he talks about Mary, who's there. And Martha's doing Martha's thing. And she's cooking and she's taking care of things. Lazarus is doing his thing. He just got up at, he just, he, he just got up out of the grave. No, he'd been dead for four days. He got up. What is he? He's hungry. He's not hungry. He's hangry. He's like, feed me. He's reclining at the table. John vividly shows us this, but vividly he describes that Mary comes in and she takes a pint of pure Menard and she pours it on Jesus. And when she pours it on Jesus, what she poured on him permeated in the entire room. What she poured was not constrained. It was not contained. It was not restrained. What she poured was released. See, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, he got on that donkey, and he rode into town, and there were crowds. I mean, John describes this one thing. 
Love is unforgettable. True love is unforgettable. And what Mary did was truly unforgettable. That smell that was on Jesus that rode into town. John, when he wrote down these words, he must have been thinking and thinking about that smell. You know, smells have a, have a way of bringing back emotions and memories. God created our bodies in such a way that there's a, there's a part of our brain that, that when, when you smell something, it triggers emotion, it triggers feelings, it triggers things in our hearts and our lives. I can remember about a year and a half ago going into to a person's home and when I walked into a person's home to pray for somebody, there was a smell that was in the room and it was in the house and the house was built in the 70s and it, it brought me right back to my great-grandmother's house. You say, Pastor, that's crazy. No, that's real because that house had that olive green carpet and it was, it was out of the 70s, straight out of the 70s and I just, I just, I just stepped back into time and, and remembered. It was like a vivid remembering of, of my great grandmother. I called her Big Mama. We I would go to Big Mama's house and we'd play with Lincoln Logs when we were kids and, and we would go down to the end of the hallway where Big Mama's room was and Big Mama was over 100 years old when she went to be with Jesus and Big Mama, she just, she had a house that, would, that was in Winter Park that was there for, for that was built in the 70s. Big Mama was a big part of all our lives. But I remembered the smell. And when I walked into that gentleman's house, we walked in there to pray. It was like I stepped into Big Mama's house and, and all these memories and all these things came back. See, see, God has a way that when he created us, he put at the base of our brain this, this lobe and it, it triggers, when you smell something, it can trigger memories. Memories and emotions and feelings. Right now, we're in this season. We're so moved emotionally by everything that we see and everything that we hear. Some of us are, are over time watching the news. We're watching so much and we're consuming so much that's in front of us. I want to encourage you. There's absolutely nothing more unforgettable than just loving our Jesus. See, worship is simply love responding to love. And I just believe that when we take a moment and we realize that God's love is greater, that God can step into the moment. I mean, Palm Sunday reminds us that, that there was a group of people that when Jesus came into town, they heard that he was coming. And they gathered. and They brought palm branches and they waved palm branches and they, they laid out coats in front of him. And, and they, they basically, it was a symbol, a national symbol they believed that Jesus was going to ride in and change everything that was in the government. He was going to ride in and he was going to rule and he was going to reign. And they would stand and they were, they were crowded in the road. And as Jesus rode in, the smell of what Mary rode right into that town. That same crowd would stand and yell, Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, Hosanna means save me. Maybe right now in the chat, maybe just write Hosanna. Maybe text somebody, Hosanna. Somebody's going to get a text right now, and they're, they're going to hear, Hosanna. You know what Hosanna means? Save me. Save me, God. Save us from what? Save us from our sins. Save us from this virus. Save us from the pain of, of life itself. We need a Savior. And his name is Jesus. When he rode into that town, they, to all the shouts and all the, all the people that were around him, he rode in 
as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and everything that Mary poured out on him was, was permeated around him. That smell. See, right now, we're encouraged to stay home and to socially distance ourselves from people. But you know something? That does not mean we have to spiritually distance ourselves from our Savior. I just believe right now is one of those moments where we can turn our hearts towards heaven and we can respond with worship and we can respond with love and we can respond in his presence and God can, God can bring glory, but his love will come and cover your hearts and your lives. His love will come. See, worship reminds us of who we are. Worship reminds Jesus of who he is. Worship reminds the devil who he's not. He's not in heaven. He's not able to worship the way that we are. We are forgiven. I want to encourage you right now. Close your eyes. We're going to sing this song together. And would you just respond with love right now? Would you just open up your heart and allow his presence to flow into your living room? Right now is a great time. The reason why it's a great time is because this is a time that's uncertain. But the thing we're certain is this. Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus hung on the cross. Jesus got out of that tomb. Jesus is alive today, and we have a reason to express our love. So would you worship with me? Would you lift your voice with me? Would you just honor God in this moment and allow him to just come and to step right into your living room? I just believe everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes in his presence. Come on, let's love on Jesus together. So here I am. If you would like to give to this ministry, simply log on to our website at oceanwaychurch.com or check out our app where you can give as well. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to join us again next week. You're all together.